ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. I am your host, Janice Porter, and I have, a, as usual, a special guest with me this week. Uh, this week, it is Nancy Gaskins. Nancy comes to us all the way from Florida. Welcome, Nancy. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. So Nancy and I just met recently networking, of course, but I knew that Nancy had to be on my podcast because she speaks my language all about building relationships and connecting with people. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about her and then we'll get right into the conversation. Nancy's been a serial entrepreneur since childhood. She's a small business ambassador and the founder of the Meet My Referral Partners Global Network a community of heart-centered entrepreneurs from around the world that gather each week to connect, partner, and profit. Nancy, um, as I said, is a serial entrepreneur that sows seeds of hope and entrepreneurial opportunity in communities around the globe by providing creative solutions for entrepreneurs to grow and scale their business. By leveraging the power of cross-pollination events, referral partnerships, collaborative projects, barter exchanges, virtual marketplace events, and mastermind groups, entrepreneurs are able to rise higher, go farther, faster. To learn more, and I'll remind you of this again later, she is inviting you to be her honored guest at one of her upcoming Lunch and Learn Zoom Friday events every week at 11.30 a.m., central time which is very kind of you thank you nancy and again welcome i just want to dig right in because for me it's about authentic relationships and helping people move them their businesses forward so tell me what what started this for you how did you get into this um this uh endeavor of uh, global networking first of all well, one of the things is I'm a military spouse and I've lived all over the world. I've moved over 30 times. And so I've had to work myself up from the bottom to the top of a variety of industries and all of that. And I have friends all over the world. And one day I woke up and realized, why am I not leveraging that? Right? I mean, yes. here, every, you know, people contacting me all the time. Hey, who do you know that does this? Can you tell me somebody who does this? And, you know, that was kind of a, a wake up call because I spent so many years doing uh, small business development and helping people grow their business till all of a sudden I realized, wait a minute, you know, they <laughs> say all the time, your network is your net worth. Well, why wasn't mine? Because it wasn't. <laughs> uh -huh. So that kind of, uh, you know, started it. Well, you said that, um, you know, you've been an entrepreneur um, all, all through your life and yet you worked jobs. Is that right? Did you work in Yes, I did back and uh, back and forth. I was an entrepreneur since childhood. So I've always had something going on on the side. That's always. Right. My family is a bunch of entrepreneurs. And so as a military spouse, you know, 
sometimes there wasn't a job to be had. So that was a great opportunity for me to create my own. So many times I had to do that. And then I also usually had something on the side going on even when I was working. Because, you know, in those early years, you know, baby needs a new pair of shoes and that Anthemil and Huggies diapers. <laughs> I get it. Absolutely. And, and also, I think as women and knowing that sometimes we had to climb and claw a little bit harder, it made, I think, for me anyway, it made me feel um, more worthy to have my own money, to be doing something other than, you know, I, not to take away from childcare being the most important thing for my children, you know, that I was there to, to help and look after them. I think it's more about quality and making sure everything that I was happy so everything else could be, you know, could work. Absolutely. Ladies, I have to tell you, your husband is not a retirement plan. So you need your own money. There's my commercial for the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm with you there. So when you um, are working uh, your events and your networking um, uh, community, I know that you have several sort of avenues that you help people with. How do you teach to how do you teach relationship building? How do you, you know, some people, well, I'll just ask you that. How do you teach that? The importance one, of one, I lead by example. Mm -hmm. So anybody that's in my tribe, they will see me doing things. And then I encourage them to do the same. All you have to do is follow my lead. It's working for me. So if it's working for me, it will work for you. So that's the first thing. Okay. So tell me one example of something that you do that that you want your community to lead to follow. Every time I make a new connection, I introduce them to everybody across social media platforms. I don't care if it's other groups or individuals or whatever. That's the first thing. Okay. The second thing is I invite them for a 15 minute one on one. This really gives me a chance. A lot of people think you can't do anything in 15 minutes. You've never been to Nancy Gaskins 15 minutes because uh, I can. have. And I finished. <laughs> yes. You know, and so, you know, I, I have them to fill out a, a, a few questions for me. And that lets me have the opportunity to do background before I meet you. That way we don't have to spend our time together with me looking at your website and finding out more about you. Then I can really get down to the nitty gritty. So to connect with somebody and, and it's not about me at that point, it's about that other person. I'm trying to find out as much about that other person and how we might bring value to one another and uh, start the relationship off on, <clears throat> excuse me, on the right foot. Do you ever find somebody that you know you're not going to be able to connect with? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And what I say is not everybody's supposed to be part of my tribe. You know, I'm an extrovert. I'm high energy. I'm all over the map. Uh, and, and some people can't deal with that. So guess yes. what? Go find another tribe. It's okay. I love you anyways <laughs> from a distance, from afar, but, but we're probably not going to, you know, work well together. That's awesome. And I, and I appreciate that because it's true, right? Not everybody is a fit. Um, I agree that um, now you say that you do things. Um, for example, I've seen you post a new, a new networking partner or connection on Facebook. Do you put it on all different platforms? Do you? Yes. Uh, yes, I do. And we're working on some new avenues as well and uh, some video clips and some things like that. And thanks to you, I'll give you a, a, a hit here on the send out cards. Uh, I've been doing that manually for quite some time, even though I had done that previously. 
and I was so happy that I, I connected with you and, and got that rolling. And I sent out my first batch of probably hundred cards last week. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So anyways, I love that. And I've started in getting uh, comments this morning. So they must have received their first mail. Yes. Awesome. I'm, I'm so happy that you joined um, our tribe there too, because I think you're a perfect fit for it and what you do, other people do. So we need to talk further about that offline. Um, so um, I also know like you've got on your uh, backdrop here, uh, hashtag show me the money. Talk to me about that. Well, one of the things that I try and help all of our entrepreneurs learn is Richard, um, Kiyos Robert Kiyosaki, the rich yes. dad, poor dad guy. Okay. Yeah. Get you from the left side of the quadrant over to the right. The average millionaire has over seven streams of income. So we all need to work towards that. So mm -hmm. one of the things that we do is we have an investment club as part of our group. I'm trying to get everybody comfortable with learning about new things, putting your money where your mouth is so that you can build your confidence and start building those multiple streams of income. So no matter what type of event we might have, we might have a book cooperation. Last quarter, we did cryptocurrency. So mm -hmm. if folks have at least $10 a month, you know, you can afford to lose $10 a month. Come over here and play in the sandbox with us and learn mm -hmm. how to build some multiple streams of income. I'm also have spent time, I'm a personal uh, finance coach. I love Dave Ramsey uh, and everything that he stands for, even though it goes against conventional wisdom. And I know I worked in financial services, so I'm aware of all of that. But uh, I think it's very important, especially for women, to get your finances in order and have a way that you can take care of yourself and achieve financial independence, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. But you know, the deal is the pandemic taught us a whole lot of things. One, you should not be reliant only on one source of income. So true. So true. Love it. Yes. So um, I was actually, I'm, I'm curious to ask you this question because um, I was just talking to a fellow networker uh, before our call. And uh, one of the things that we were talking about is your, however you want to call it, your infomercial or your uh, intro when you're at a networking event. Now you do something with that as well, right? What do you tell people they should, uh, you have any hints and tips around how people should introduce themselves? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, the third Friday of every month, we do an elevator pitch class. So you can come over and practice and you get coaching and feedback. And we okay. teach everybody a variety of different ways so that they can find something that resonates with, with who they are. But there's mm -hmm. a myriad of opportunities, but so many people miss the boat because they simply throw up on people. And we <laughs> tell them you need a 30 second, a one minute, a three minute, a five minute and a 10 minute presentation. And all of those can work together. You need to be ready on a dime. A lot of us on this call are speakers, trainers, coaches, and guess what? People get sick, they need subs, they need somebody like yesterday. And so if you're already prepared, they know they can call on you. You're going to sometimes be able to get your foot in the door to some of these big speaking engagements just because mm -hmm. of that. Or a podcast, mm -hmm. something happens and somebody, you know, canceled a podcast. Oh my goodness, I need somebody right quick. Right. Excellent. Good. Um, so are you attracting, I'm just curious, are you attracting people uh, from all across the world or from um, all across North America? And also what kind of um, age range? Is it all over the map? Are you getting younger people, mature people? Right now, we're, we are global. 
the majority I would say are in Canada and North America right now, but we do have people from all over and we're growing that space as well. And then um, one of the things that I noticed and I, I talked out this statistic is 48% of Americans want to own and operate their own business. I'm sure that's global too. 51% that launch are over the age of 50, 51%, yeah. 68% launch from home. So it makes sense that the majority of everybody's over, I'd say 40, over 40 that, that I seem to be attracting. However, I am getting some students now. So I'm, I'm working with some students so that that demographic could shift a little bit because I really fun. believe that entrepreneurship is the ticket out of so many problems that we have worldwide. And so I want to encourage everybody. I don't care if it's just a side gig. You may love your job. You may hate your job. But I encourage you for the tax benefits and the extra revenue and all of that. Everybody needs a side hustle. It's so true. Now, from what you just said, at the the what was the percentage of Americans that uh, was it forty eight percent say they have a dream of owning and operating a business one day. Yeah. So, um, what I find really interesting because you now entered the Canadian market as well. My gardeners, they always come when I'm on a podcast. <laughs> hmm. Anyway. Um, and have you noticed, and this is just because I'm Canadian, have you noticed a difference between Americans and Canadians in their uh, willingness to try something new? Probably not because of the caliber of people that I've been attracting. Everybody is really extremely highly ambitious and coachable. And it okay. could be because of the space that they're in right now. Maybe. I just find that it's interesting for me as a Canadian, I have... I love working with Americans because they're more open to new ideas and to things than Canadians tend to be a bit more skeptical and they take longer to make decisions. That's been my experience. So just wondered. Yeah. So one of the things that I like to um, ask podcast guests, uh, because I am generally a curious person and I would like to know, what are you curious about? And do you think curiosity is innate or learned? I love learning new things. I don't care what it is. I'm just that gal that likes to learn new things. So I am curious about a whole lot of things. <laughs> and I love that word. And then I think probably there are people that are more curious than others, but I think it can be taught. And that's one of the things kind of in the creativity space. When I get into uh, talking about different ideas for entrepreneurs on how to grow their business, you can tell those who totally are not curious, you know, that they're, they haven't thought about anything, you know, they haven't been given the tools in their toolbox. And so I give them some of those. And so that, that helps with that a lot. But it's kind of like being an entrepreneur. I believe personally that I was born to be an entrepreneur because that's in my blood. I just, I can't imagine anything else. But I also know that you can learn, but it's like playing the piano. I play the piano and, and, and I'm okay. I'm, I'm pretty good at it, but I would never be a concert pianist simply because I don't feel like that's my gift and my passion, if that makes sense. It does. I just had to mute me out while the gardeners were there <laughs> and hope that the audience won't hear it, but here they come again. So whatever. Um, yeah, that's great. I, I, I think sometimes 
I can tell when somebody is not curious that it hinders them from, you know, building that rapport, building that relationship piece. And I find that if I'm having to drag them across the line, then it's, it's, you know, they're not the right person for whatever it is that I'm looking for or that they're looking for. So I thank you for that. I believe it's, it's innate. And I think that um, you can teach it to a point, but you know, it's like I do uh, LinkedIn training and part of the LinkedIn training that I do is teaching people how to build relationships by using LinkedIn as, as the tool, you know, like um, uh, generating leads by how starting conversations. And sometimes when I'm teaching people, they don't know what to say in a conversation. And I just find that so strange because I, I never have a, a problem with that, nor would you, right? That's something that great, great point. You can tell those people who cannot communicate well, because that's what it is. They sit there in a, in a conversation and, and me, I notice your background. I notice what you're wearing. I mean, all of these things, trust me, we have plenty to talk about and yeah. it just blows my mind. You're exactly right. And they're really missing. Um, we talk about that in some of my networking groups, you can be an introvert and be a great networker. Yes, you can. Exactly. I don't think so. They think it's because, you know, that we're expecting everybody to be, you know, Janice and Nancy. No, we're not. We're just, you have to have some communication skills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. That's interesting. It's funny. Last night I was watching something, a basketball game with my husband and, and something came up on the screen and I said, um, oh, what's that stat about? And he said, what? I didn't see anything. What? Like he doesn't see that. What he just sees the big picture. You know, I see all the little details and it's just what it is. Right. And, um, and there you go. So um, <clears throat> do you ever come across people that um, they're in the wrong gig, even though they want something badly it's not like I was working with somebody recently that he's he's um, I guess he found um, a network marketing company that was he thought was his thing. But what I'm hearing is he doesn't know how again doesn't know how to communicate with people and sales is are lacking because, you know, he says he makes 50 calls a day, but nothing's happening. Do you ever want to tell them maybe it's, you know, the wrong thing for them or is it just about giving them more tools what's your take on it no sometimes you know you have to be honest and that's what in my opinion i would want somebody to be honest with me and that's difficult for people i personally don't have that i try and do it in love but i've had to do it before or uh -huh. just like you're not in the right tribe this is yeah. probably not the right fit for you let's go find you a place that you would be better suited it, you know, it's kind of like that, or in that, you know, they need a coach with them to find out what they're saying during those meetings when they're making those calls to find out what is their problem. Because if you're making 50 calls, yeah, somewhere in there, just the law of numbers is going to give you a freebie every once in a while. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, good point. Now, do you teach in, do you, in your networking organization, do you have like a lesson every every week or every other week or whatever is it just yeah, networking? We, we kind of have a, a focus every week and then we have a mastermind group once a month where we come in talk about our real life business problems and all of that but like okay. the first week it would be 
collaborations, joint ventures, anything to do with that, what kind of people we're looking for, just talk business. Um, week two is the mastermind. You can bring some problems, tips, resources, small business development topics, that type of thing. Third week is the elevator pitches where we're working on that, mastering virtual marketplace mastery. And then the last week is relationship building. This is tips and tools on how you can build these relationships, you know, do better with, with who we have because we've got a large network. Why are you not working this network? You know, whether right. that's testimonials, reviews, you know, all these things that we can do to grow our relationships. So talk to me about uh, follow-up and what you teach people about follow-up, because that to me is the piece that gets sort of fallen off the edge with a lot of people. Yes, everybody's out here doing all these networking groups. And I had to laugh the other day because somebody had told me they was in, let's just say, hundreds of these groups. I mean, they just thought they was going to be bragging to me and thought I was going to think they was all that in a bag of chips. Well, you know what? You're not any good because you're not doing anybody in those groups any good. You're a taker. That's what you are. You're a taker. And that's what, you know, we don't want to be in this world that we live in business. And so one of the things is you need to have a system in place. It can be a simple written down system. I do not care. But mm -hmm. every single person that you meet, you need to have a follow through or have somebody to help you do that and follow up with them. If somebody misses a podcast, if somebody misses, you know, they register for your event and they don't show up, don't forget about them. Go back and invite them again. Something could have happened. They could have not found your link. There's a million reasons why. So don't, you know, think the worst right up front. And then for those of the, you who, who say no, remember, it's not necessarily no, it could be just not right now. So have a drip campaign, something like that, where you can keep them in the loop of what's going on. I have a bunch of people that wasn't with me in the beginning, but all of a sudden now they're seeing how we've exploded. And now guess what? Guess who's interested in coming? And now they're wanting to know, hey, what's going on over there? We're seeing all this buzz. That's great. That's really good. So yes, you're, you're walking the walk and talking the talk. Um, and again, the other thing about follow-up today and, and has been like this for a long time is that it takes people a lot longer to make that decision. So if you quit before you get to that piece, uh, we have a card in Send Out Cards that has that sales um, percentages on it. The top part talks about people quitting and not following up. Uh, some people, I think 48% of the people follow up, uh, stop following up after the first time, and then it goes down second time, third time. And then people do not buy until the fifth to 12th time or seventh to 12th time. So there's a real disconnect between those two things. And people need to be aware of that and not give up too soon. And then because what happens, right, what happens next is you go to an event, you go to a uh, an online networking event. It could be in person as well. And the person that you've been in, um, showing something to your business uh, to has now joined with somebody else because you gave up too soon. Have you ever had that happen to you? I think you I, have to have. Oh, yes. Have yes. And happen, right. And then you say it'll never happen again because. Yes, because you didn't come to also you don't come top of mind. I mean, I don't know how many real estate people have come to me just just heartbroken because their neighbor listed their house with somebody else. Well, yeah. it wasn't top of their mind. They didn't do it on purpose. You just wasn't top of their mind. And, you That's know, another right. thing that I'd like to add to that is. Yeah. 
the average millionaire fails 17 times before they make it big folks listen to that 17 times so those of you who have failed once or twice put your tail between your leg and quit you need to stop that get back up dust your knees off don't repeat the same mistakes you made before but there's something out there for you so don't give up surround it. yourself with people who you know can help help lift you up exactly um do you read or do you listen to podcasts or do you oh, listen to yes 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 i have a library in my house that i have right now i think over 1300 books in it oh, and so I, me and my husband both read a lot and uh i have um this month i'm going to focus on reading books that from people in my network because i've got a lot of authors so mm -hmm. i'm real tickled because i just ordered kimberly days write and grow rich so okay. there's a shout out kimberly and then i have <laughs> dr uh, scott dale's complete guide to succeeding with linkedin yes and i have marsha Lacour's the ultimate guide to healthy wealth and gary sizemore's career ownership take ownership of your career 2.0 and all these are small books yeah. very thin so i'm probably going to get these read this weekend and mm -hmm. so it's kind of rainy here in florida and uh this helps me and i, I want to encourage your listeners to do this as well if you are not buying products and services from those in your network shame on you this yeah. for me when i read these books this gets me inside their head as well as their heart and it helps me know them a little bit better so that i can refer more business to them you know mm -hmm. besides the fact you know we don't get rich off of these books i'm an author you know but this is like a business card and so this really helps me get to know folks a whole lot better absolutely uh, i couldn't agree with you more i actually I, I just read a book this week i don't read a lot i listen to podcasts and um i'm not i don't know my just as i've gotten older i think my concentration is um shorter my concentration span is is shorter my my favorite are you finding you're on youtube more i am i'm doing a lot yeah. of like youtube and the podcast it seems like i'm i'm in a transition as well right um i think my favorite thing to do and has always been my favorite thing to do is to read children's books and now i get to do that to my granddaughter so i absolutely love it to yes. death yeah yes, but, me too uh, and there's so many lessons in so many of these children's books however i digress i just read this book that has been around for a very long time because i'm about to interview the author on my podcast in a few weeks and the book is called go for no are you familiar with that book yes yes yeah. So Andrea is going to be on my podcast and um, go for no is a is an um, it's a story it's it tell it's done in a story it's not very long and I did I'd forgotten because it's so long ago that I read it so I I got the Kindle version and I read it in a couple of days because it was easy to read and I went oh yes there's the story and the go for no is exactly what we've just been talking about right is we want those no's because it gets us closer to the yes and uh, we don't want to give up uh too soon so i was excited to uh recreate or to revisit that story um in terms of you mentioned robert kiyosaki's book as one of your um go-to's is there another one that you would recommend that is a um one of those business books that you you know that the the yes the e-myth by Michael Gerber, the E-Myth series. That's another, you know, I take that and bring that into our group all the time. That's where I'm trying to get uh, get them to go. It's so, so impactful. And Jack Canfield, 
uh, years ago, he, they had the power of focus and that's been updated. And that was a real eye opener for me because I had been business strategy for quite some time in grad school and, and all of that, but I hadn't thought about using that formula for my own personal and professional life. And I did, and I created a business out of that. So Jack Canfield, uh, Mark Ben Hansen, um, the power of focus. So that was really excellent. The other one that I was going to mention is also an older book and it's by Mark, I think it's Mark Victor Hansen and it's called the one minute millionaire. Yes, yes, yes. And I love that book because <laughs> the left side of the pages is the story and the right side of the pages is the lessons, the business. I lessons. thought that was so neat. Flip that yeah. sucker up and you could, yeah. yeah. And, and right brain, left brain people. I mean, it was just exactly. like ingenious, I thought. Yeah, it was very clever and uh, and well worth uh, the read. Again, now you could probably listen to it when you're out walking because we do all those things instead, which is fine. Um, so um, the other thing that I would ask you is, uh, what is the best piece of business advice you would give my listeners um, who are business professionals, entrepreneurs, sales salespeople? Who, what would you say to them today in this crazy world that we're in? What best piece of business advice would you, what one piece of business advice would you give them? Get a coach and a mentor right away. That will put you eons ahead of whatever it is that you're doing. And then you also be a mentor to someone else. I love that part. I love that part. Um, tell me why you think people need a coach. Can they see you what you don't see about yourself? Oh, absolutely. Sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees and you've been, you know, wallowing around in your own problem and your situation for so long that you're just like, you just can't see it. And, and sometimes people can just in, in five minutes, you know, after right. talking to you, they can uncover something. You're like, oh my gosh, I can't Why believe I couldn't see that myself. Yeah, exactly. So what's, what's uh, on the horizon for Nancy Gaskins for the rest of 2021 as the world has opened up well continuously increasing my network and spheres of influence my big bodacious goal is to have one million people inside my network and that's entrepreneurs <laughs> that's amazing fantastic i love it so nancy i know that you wanted to leave my audience with um uh something that you wanted to read and i would love for you to do that yes this is a poem by Linda Ellis, and it's called The Dash, Making a Difference with Your Life. I read of a man who stood to speak at the funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on her tombstone from the beginning to the end. He noted that first came the date of her birth, and he spoke of the following date with tears. But he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time that she spent alive here on earth. And now only those who loved her know what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live in love and how we spend our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that can still be rearranged. If we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way other people feel. Be less quick to anger and show appreciation more 
and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remembering that this little dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read with your life's actions to rehash, will you be proud of the things they say about how you spent your dash? Again, this is the dash by Linda Ellis. And I love that. And I end every speaking engagement with that poem. That's just really touched my heart. Thank you for letting me share that. Absolutely. I've heard that poem before and it is very, it, it gets to your heart. Absolutely. And I have an idea for you. So I will talk to you about that offline. For now, I want to thank you so much for being on my podcast, for being a guest who has a lot to offer. And I got to get to know you a little bit more. And I appreciate that. I hope that my audience will let us know how they thought and subscribe, send um, notes, uh, sorry, um, put some comments at the end of the episode and let us know how they were how they felt and again i want to invite them to look up your um on the show notes we've had we'll have where to sign up for your lunch and learn zoom friday events every week at 11 30 um, central time all right and thank you so much and remember to stay connected and be remembered Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.